We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on a Miami Monday. So what we try to do on this day of the week, tailor the show just a little extra Miami to get you through what is usually the worst day of the week. It's going to have some good local Miami music. Going to be talking to Miami head coach Manny Diaz. Dan Lebetard show will have weekend observations and two Miami guys, Hawk and Crowder, talking about sports are back and they are poor for it at least monetarily. Right now, I'll make your life richer with some headlines. The Dolphins lost to the Pats 21-11 yesterday. Ryan Fitzpatrick went 20 for 30 with 191 yards and three interceptions. Miami plays at Buffalo Sunday at 1. Listen to it here on 560 The Joe. The Nuggets pushed to Game 7 by defeating the Clippers 111-98 yesterday. Miami opens the Eastern Conference Finals tomorrow against Boston at 6.30. The Marlins swept a doubleheader against the Phillies yesterday. Miami now sits at second place in the NL East. The Canes are ranked 17th in the AP Top 25. Miami plays Louisville Saturday at 7.30 here on 560 The Joe. Juventus's Gonzalo Higuain is working on a deal with Inter-Miami that would pay him $7 million a year for two years. This would make the Argentine striker the highest paid player in the MLS. Boca Raton native Naomi Osaka won her second U.S. Open over the weekend. Austria's Dominique Team won the men's final. The NFL says it will discipline coaches who do not adhere to the league's mandatory mask rule. No specifics were given on what will happen to rule breakers. Tonight at 8 in Game 5 of the NHL Western Conference Finals, Dallas will take on Las Vegas with the Stars up 3-1 in the series. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. (sighs) Phillies pitcher Zach Wheeler did not pitch against the Marlins this past weekend because he injured himself putting on his pants. Next, I guess he'll hurt himself sleeping. An Idaho man has broken the state record by catching a 42-inch flathead catfish. Once again, a great example of a masturbator. A possible sign of life has been detected on Venus. It is time for an interspace party. A mother of two recently celebrated her one-year anniversary of marriage to a tree. There's a joke in there about wood somewhere, but I'm just not getting it. After 13 years, Opalaka has lifted its ban on saggy pants. Finally, I can visit Opalaka with ease. 
Now on the weather. Tonight's forecast, cloudy with temperatures around 80. This morning, the Joe Rose Show, as is tradition, the Monday after a Canes game, talking to the coach of the U, Manny Diaz, talking about starting positive and also being negative in a good way. Also, he talks about that air raid offense, going for it, team leaders, and thoughts after UAB and before Louisville. I want to start with this. I want to compliment you on keeping that team without positive tests and finding out that morning you you were in trouble and you had a bunch of guys after watching what happened to Virginia Tech in Virginia. It, It really does say a lot about your guys following the rules and regulations of whatever the protocol is. Let's just start with that, considering what's going on in college football. You had to feel good about that part. Yeah, the compliment goes, I mean, to our players. They, they, they have done uh, what we have asked to protect each other and to protect themselves. And look, every week you've got to earn the right just to play a game because it never ends. I mean, there's not, it's not like we finished it, we did it, and now we get to go play you know, the rest of the season. The same thing is true this week and will be next week. I mean, it's just the virus is relentless, and we have to be equally as relentless. You know, it's incredible because you think about an 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old guy. This is what the, all the, we're all sitting around talking about, a bunch of old guys. One guy, just one guy goes, you know what, man, I'm tired of staying. I'm going out to this party down the street. And it could destroy the whole team, right? I mean, it could literally shut down your game with one guy if, if you don't have great leadership of guys going, hey, uh-uh, get your ass back here, man. We got a game. We need your part of this. Because you got so many people. It's not 12 or 14 or 15 guys. It's talking about 70, 80 players, right, Coach? You know, we've been saying this really all year. Isn't that exactly the way the game of football works? You know, you have a lot of guys putting in a lot of effort. And it can really be just one guy's mistake or one guy's, you know, lack of focus over the course of the game that can really cost the entire team. So, you know, everybody needs everybody. Everyone's got to stay connected, and that's really true on the field. And now, obviously, this year, more than ever, off the field. All right, Coach, we had a nice win over UAB, and you're getting ready for ACC play. I still wanted to go back to that game and talk about the air raid offense a little bit. The new offense you brought in, and you ran 78 plays. Uh, is that a good number? Is that kind of where you wanted to be number-wise? Is there a number you wanted to be number-wise each week? Yeah, it was 78 official, and it was really 83 when you count some plays that were, you know, ended up not counting because of penalties. And if you really, you know, the fourth quarter, we didn't finish the fourth quarter well. We didn't possess the ball very much the fourth quarter. If we really, you know, would have stayed after the fourth quarter like we should have, uh, it would have gone even higher than that. But, yeah, I mean, I you could see it. I think we were at 42 at the end of the first half. We were somewhere around, you know, we, we had a good number in the third quarter. We had run for 300 yards by the end of the third quarter. You could just see our players could see it. That was the encouraging part, our conditioning level. Even watching some of the games on Saturday, you could see some teams that looked like they were not in great shape. And I think David Field and his staff, did a great job of getting our guys in shape and they started to see UAB wear down and, and it was just it was just you know and our guys felt like they could play forever all right so it, it didn't start great you're down after a, a, a muff punt return there and the next thing you know they're in the end zone you're down seven nothing so now you got a fourth and one on your 34 and of course I'm watching on TV guy he's gonna punt it and and you go for it how long did that decision take to make, and, and what's going through your mind right there knowing you still got a full game to put them back in bad field position? There were a couple of different things there. One, I did I did feel like we needed a little bit of a spark um, early in the game, just a little something to, to get us going. Uh, and then the second thing is, you know, look, when you need a yard and when your quarterback is a run threat, it just changes. You know, it, it, it's a little bit different in terms of how the defense has to play you in terms of keeping things honest. And if you really, if you watch the way the play unfolded, you know, they've got to honor Derek pulling and keeping the ball and then just that little slight hesitation and then somebody gets out of a gap uh, and then they, you know, they were sort of in a sell-the-farm defense and then Cam Harris 
which is great to see, you know, Cam be the guy that breaks it out there and, and, uh, and gets it on the board. Uh, let's talk about Derry King overall. I mean, some of the runs he made, I, I know, I mean, you can't teach those. those. Those are Sandlot football specials right there, him running around and some of those things that he was able to do, just an unbelievable athlete. How do you think he threw the ball overall, Coach? I thought he threw it well. I would say that our passing game is where you saw game one, putting it on, 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 on the grass and, and, and just not having some of your scrimmages and that type of stuff. I think that's where you can see some of the attention to detail that will that will, I think will improve. We made our intentions pretty clear. We wanted to be simple. Uh, we wanted to get after this team. You know, we played two Conference USA teams a year ago and, and, and four of the halves, we got shut out in three of them. So we were going to just impose our will, not turn this thing into calculus and just get after somebody and see what it feels like to kick someone's ass. And I thought for like I said, for all offense staff, 300 yards rushing at the end of three quarters, I thought was was exactly what we needed to do. Yeah, that's a nice little run game for you right there. How about the offensive line play in front of that run game? How do you think they played overall, even Jared Williams on the right side too? Uh, yeah, I thought both of our tackles, Jared Williams played very well, and, and, and John Campbell as well. I thought there was some really encouraging stuff. Yeah, I mean, one thing too now, UAB played a an odd front change, completely changed coverages for our game, nothing that they had done in the opener or in any of the breakdowns of watching their entire season a year ago. So our, our offense and our offensive staff had to do a great job of adjusting because basically everything we practiced for two weeks leading up to this game, they completely changed their, their demeanor and their dynamic uh, to come play us. So for an offensive line to go when we had been blocking basically four down fronts in practice, you know, we spent a day, I think, working on, on the potential for them to hop into an odd front and then for them to hop into an odd front and just to handle it without, you know, missed assignments and confusion and, the, and that type of thing I thought was a really good job by those guys and by Garen Justice. Your wide receivers, just the other side of the passing game, and I know, Coach, you said it was about kicking butt, which the 337 yards. How, how'd your receivers – you play in the little bit that they were targeted harley wiggins pope and the rest of them well they played fast which is what we wanted as i mentioned there'll be there will be more you know shots for explosive plays and those type things coming minimal missed assignments i thought we got after them on the on the perimeter there were some great examples of, of you know guys blocking and those type of things so you know like i said a good a good first start but the, the neat thing for the everybody on the entire team is that they did really what we wanted them to do we played extraordinarily hard we we had a great positive upbeat attitude no matter what you mentioned the adversity we had earlier in the game but there's enough technique fixes of guys that you've gotten into this into the game and did some things that you didn't see in in, in practice when i just say do some things just you know maybe how you run a route or how you step as a defensive lineman right. or how you step as a cornerback where you can say hey listen you got you kept the main thing the main thing you played your ass off we, we the sideline was great our energy was great all night but look at all of these little technique issues that we can really improve on and now that's where the execution comes in and that's where we can really be the the and that's as you know, that's the holy grail that you're searching for all year. It was good to see Silvera. Really, you know, he was injured last year and, and uh, had, had some, I think, foot problems. But good to see him make some plays behind the line of scrimmage, huh? Kind of leading that defensive line. You know, we had talked about it going into the game. I mean, this was his year. This is his third year, and he's been in our program. And, and that's, you know, at his best, that's what he can do. He, he's, he's a guy that can finish, he can be disruptive and finish a play behind the line of scrimmage. And, you know, against a team that was, again, that, that kind of turned running schemes around from what they were a year ago, became more of an outside zone team. So you got to have some agile defensive linemen that can stay on their feet and make plays. And I thought he did a really nice job. Coach, since the end of last season, I think the linebackers that left uh, to go to the NFL when Micah and, and Shaq left, it was who's going to step in. Bradley Jen- 
Jennings Jr. had a hell of a game for you against UAB. How do you talk about his play in that game and maybe going forward as maybe the, one of the leaders on the defense? Again, the middle linebacker, you, you got to have a guy that in there that, that's that's tough, and they don't come any tougher than Bradley Jennings. And, and I mentioned this even before the game. We were so blessed. I mean, you, you lose two four-year starters, and normally you're really worried about your experience level coming back and, and to have you know a guy that's been in the program four years like Bradley and obviously Zach like five years, you know, was that's rare. That's uncommon. So you've got you've got some experience there of guys who've been in the games and done things. And then Sam Brooks came in and, and, and did some nice things, which which was not a surprise to us and which we expected. And, and so we'll, we'll continue to roll all those guys. I think one of the great things we did defensively is we just rolled a lot of players at a lot of different spots. And I think that'll sort of be who we are this year. Coach, we always look at sacks, but but more importantly, besides getting those sacks, is, is the thought of, of getting pressures. Were, were you happy with the pass rush that you saw in that, in that yeah, game? Yeah, you, you, absolutely. I mean, UAB was not going to drop back and throw the football. You know, they were going to run it. It was going to be play action. There was going to be quick passes um, in the flats, those type of things. So there's a couple of times where we just saw that if, you know, if we just use our technique a little better, I kept mentioning, you know, earlier when I mentioned the technique, if we did our techniques a little bit better and some of our coverages, that quarterback had to hold on to the ball for a half a second longer, he's about to get hit in the back. So as you mentioned with those guys, it's about being relentless. It's about staying after thing after it and the sacks generally tend to come once you know as as that happens does the defensive mind of manny diaz get upset when there's no turnovers in the game for his defense uh yeah <laughs> i think i think all i think i think all of our i think all of our defensive minds do because right. because these are the things that kept the game really from being even even more separation on the scoreboard than that there was our, our our average starting field position was our own 23 so it's great that we had 500 yards of offense but you know we did we never really helped out our offense with a short field you know in terms of making those type of plays we had a couple of shots we had a couple of chances at it and again we'll have to we'll, we'll stay relentless in terms of how we teach you know getting the ball up but but yeah that's where you really start to get the the, the kick on effect of, of being an explosive football team is when you get those sudden change opportunities just guys you're talking about technique outside containment making sure you get the play back into finding the ball when you're covering guys there was a couple opportunities if if you look back maybe pick one off earlier which by the way i don't know how the hell you teach that coach i never been able to figure that one out when a guy's running with a another great athlete but but those some of the things you're talking about in, in the game as far as technique and and those type of things no because that because even there you're talking about the finish usually usually it's the start of the play you know how, how, do, how are we stepping at the line of scrimmage what hand are we jamming with at the line of scrimmage? Because once we're once we're in that position where we're, where we're running hip to hip, a lot of times what what type of position you're in right there depends on what you did at the start of the route. You know, you saw it the outside release on Al Blades. Al did a great job. Was able to you know lean, locate, find the football, and and had an opportunity to have a pick. How you start puts you in position. How you finish. Now you still always have to finish a play. But again, I still think we made it very difficult uh, on them all night, just staying after them, and and uh, you know a lot a lot to learn from too. All right, Louisville coach. They had a nice win against uh, Western. Kentucky Cunningham looked really good throwing for over 300 yards and and three touchdowns how much have things changed what kind of things you need to do this week uh to get that first win in ACC I mean if you look at our league and if you look at sort of the three-headed monster of running back quarterback and wide receiver they've got to be in the upper echelon you know them Clemson maybe North Carolina I mean mean, you you, the the teams that we're going to play against this year their 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 explosive nature is really really good and and a quarterback who can obviously throw it and run it if you've got everybody covered so the, the the key really isn't any different than it is any other week they want to run the football they may be the best outside outside zone running team in the country 
Um, and they've got some great backs. They bring just basically everybody back from their team a year ago. Now, obviously, we played them. Um, we had a great day against them a year ago, but as we know that that means nothing, and I'm sure they've been reminded of that um, every day this offseason and, and with, with some revenge on their mind. you got to stop the run, and then to, the, the whole key is you got to limit the explosive plays, and that's what they've got the opportunity to do because you get so tied up in the run game, then all of a sudden, you know, they, they play action pass, they hit somebody in the flat, or they, they you know, they try to throw one over your head, and, and that's how they, and that's really what they did to Western Kentucky this past week. They really hit them on some explosive plays down the field. They, 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 their whole design of their passing offense, that's what, that's what they want. They, they're they, they're going to take their shots, so it's a, it's a challenge to everybody on the defensive side of the ball. Coach, I can imagine that after a game like UAB, uh, you're happy not to talk about special teams or any of the kicking stuff. Lou Headley and Jose Bergales had good games, each of them, and you didn't have to talk about anything bad on the special teams outside maybe a Mark Pope fumble, but outside of that, not bad for special teams overall in game one? Oh, I thought our special teams were, were outstanding. You, you, I mean, obviously you mentioned the Mark play, but I thought he shook that off and did a great job of just playing the next play um, and was dynamic in his returns uh, from that point on. You know, our, our coverage units were amazing, but but again, when you talk about Borg Gallus knocking the ball out of the end zone all oh, four times, field goal we put right, you know, right down the middle, and then Headley's punting um, – as, as well as he did a year ago, he knew that he could take his punting game to a different level this year and, and, and started to show the other night of just really flipping the field uh, every time we had to um, give the ball up. Coach, somebody asked me to, to ask you this with this up-tempo. The up-tempo's great when, you know, as far as we're in a defense out, but what happens when that sucker's three and out and all of a sudden <laughs> your guys are right back out on the field? The other side of that, when you have a couple of those in, in, in a row, the guys are obviously aware of it now, huh, that it can happen like, hey, you're, you're 50 seconds rest is up let's get back to work yeah you know my response to that has always been the same three and out sucks whether you huddle and run the ball at the middle <laughs> and go three and out or whether you don't huddle and throw it down the field 50 yards and go three and out three and outs are devastating to a football team the the the, the time in between plays is really of no consequence because okay. of just not just physically what it does to the defense but mentally and and then from a field position standpoint and the understanding that getting the first first down you know an offense if, if getting two first downs and punting I mean that's obviously not ideal we want to score every time we have the ball but if you get two first downs and punt the football generally speaking no matter where you start the other team's going to be backed up and it's usually going to be very hard to right. consistently drive the ball 80 yards on the Miami Hurricane defense so we talk about that all the time we talk about it it's built into our offensive DNA of how important it is to get the first first down. I thought we did a really good job of limiting three and outs. Now, we did the same thing. I think we, we put UAB in five three and outs defensively. Right. So three and outs is something that's we, we track that all the time. It's a major stat for us. And, and like I said, it doesn't matter whether you go fast or don't go fast. If you don't possess the football, you got a problem. Well, field position is never sexy to talk about on the radio to everybody, <laughs> Coach, but, but we appreciate it. We had to get in there. Coach, thank you so much, man, for being with us. Probably kept you a few minutes too long. Really appreciate it. Good luck this week. All right, you guys. Have a great morning. The U going in the right direction is a 17-18 matchup. That's right. Both teams are ranked. The U and the Lou going to be playing Saturday night right here on 560 The Joe. Let's go, Manny Diaz. Let's go, Canes. Up next, we're going to go to the Dan Levitard Show with their weekend observations plus some Miami music on this Miami Monday. It is the Best of the Joe Show. The Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. It's a Miami Monday, so you know I got some Miami music for you. From Ice Billion Berg, this is to you. Ice Billion Berg, to you. 
straight out of Miami, making you feel good on this Miami Monday. He has been signed to Cash Money Records, which is originally out of New Orleans, my home city. So I get a little Miami, get a little New Orleans in there, get a little bit of all the goods. Of course, you get all the weekend goods on a Monday from the Dan Levitard Show when Stu Gatz gives you his weekend observations. It is time for Stu Gatz to share his game notes. No one in the media will tell you what happened better than my boy Stu. Dan, a little Dwayne Haskins. Some solid defense. Riverboat Ron. And just like that, the Washington football team is back. They're back, Dana. Jets Bills. Iron Eagle. Let's address the elephant in the room. No fans. How does it feel? Dan Fouts. It feels empty. It's exactly the kind of analysis that game deserved. (laughs) The bird and the beard. The NFL is not the same without the boo birds. The busiest guy on the field for the Jets in the first half was the punter. I hate them. If there is a linebacker named Rashad Basham coming out of college, I'm moving up in the draft to get him. Midway through the second quarter, the Jets had 23 yards of offense and 25 yards in penalties. I hate them. I'm tired of this. I really am. Rashad Basham should have won the Buckus Award on name alone. You agree, right, Dan? I agree. You would vote for him? That's right. All right. Death, taxes, and the Patriots. The witching hour with a side of Western Conference semifinals. I like it. Former Jet Robbie Anderson. Six catches, 115 yards. He's fat. And a touchdown. He did it for the Panthers. I hate them. Drafting Jordan Love to motivate Aaron Rodgers. Genius. He looked so good yesterday. (laughs) So good. (laughs) What a move. Le Fleur. (laughs) A tradition unlike any other. Jarvis Landry. Six catches for 51 yards. Clippers, this is what you fight for all season long. The right to have your computerized logo on the court for Game 7. Mike D'Antoni broke up with the Rockets before the Rockets broke up with him. Uh, How'd he play? Clippers, let me explain this to you loud and clearly. Merely beating the Nuggets isn't going to work. You're going to have to kill them. The team won't go away. You need body bags. They don't want to leave the bubble. You need need body bags. You got to finish them with body bags. Barcavius Mingo is a bear. What? Jordan Reed is still playing in the NFL, and he's a 49er. That shouldn't be allowed to happen, by the way. Dude's got seven concussions. Jason Witten is a Raider. Nelson Aguilar is also a Raider. Aguilar. Oh, whatever. That's not the surprise, though. The, uh, The surprise is... He actually caught a pass for them. Mitchell pulled one out of his buttski. How about that? Wait a minute. What happened? Hey, I don't want to. They were up 21. Down 21. Mitchell did what Mitchell does. Buttski. When DeAndre Swift stopped that pass, or when he dropped that pass. He's rattled. He's been rattled since Buttski. You could hear a pin drop he knows in the you, Silver Dome. He knows you're not supposed to pull things in or... They don't call him Swift Cheese for nothing. 
Mike you get that so swift mad. cheese? Mike you get that? so mad. Oh, he's mad at me, mad at you, mad at himself. I mean, who's he mad at? Both of us. Bigger Mayfield. Uh, swift cheese. I want to make sure you yeah, got that one. Swift cheese. I got yeah. it. Thank you. It's magic works both ways, Dan. Sometimes he takes a good chance of winning and makes it disappear. <laughs> Tom Brady, the grass isn't always greener. Kyle Shanahan, it could be worse. You could have Tom Brady. The Bucks are better with Jameis Winston. A year after they lose the best quarterback ever, the Patriots still have the best quarterback in the AFC East. Jesus. And who knew Josh Allen would be the best running back in the AFC East? <laughs> Tennis has a problem, Dan. It's called, unless it's Nadal, Federer, or Djokovic, I don't care problem. It was one of the best U.S. Open men's finals ever, and I'm not even sure Chris Fowler watched it, and he was calling it. Handful of big college football games canceled and swept under the rug, bumped off the pages by actual football being played. Hell we doing? Speaking of hell, or prize. Dan, those are the weekend observations. Nobody wraps up the weekend like Stu. And no one celebrates the Mondays like Hawk and Crowder. They are so happy about sports, but also so poor because of sports. Next on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 The Joe. It's a Miami Monday, so I got some music from right here. It is Ice Billionberg. Let's grow together. each other. Let's not be a secret, baby. Morgan with the meet you, baby. Ice Billionberg been around the block here in Miami, but he is not going to stop. He has a new album out. Bazillion, go check it out. And all places that you can download fine music. It's always fine with Hawk and Crowder afternoons 2 to 6 here on 560 to Joe. They were so torn and so poor after all the great sports this past weekend. Also a little bummed about the Dolphins, but hey, what are you going to do? People saying Patriots to the Super Bowl, huh? And our experts, they screwed us again. Wow, I'm so torn. Sports. I mean, it was. I had such a great day yesterday, aside from the fact that I lost everything I've earned over the last 30 years. We had a rough one. Remember, we had a rough Crowder, one. Crowder's going back into training to try to get signed for a veteran's minimum just to make up what we lost yesterday. Man, I got to pay these taxes on this 401k I'm going to take out early. It's killing oh, me. But I'm so torn because I love football. And with the Heat, obviously, you've got an Eastern Conference Finals that start tomorrow. Like, there's so much good stuff going on right now. And I was bummed by the Dolphins game. It's just not what I was expecting. I was just because a couple things. And I was so clear about this for months. I did not think Cam Newton. Would, I mean, Cam Newton looked really good. Yeah. I did not. I did not think Cam Newton was going to look good. And I did not think just because he goes to a Bill Belichick team, a Bill Belichick team that, by the way, has lost a bunch of players, including Tom Brady, had five or six guys opt out just because of COVID. I, I, I just, I did not expect that as the start of the Dolphin season. I, I, and again, it's, I'm not knee-jerking after one game. I'm just telling you that particular game I did not expect 
that. The first half, though, is what you expected, correct? Hang with them a little bit. Yeah. and uh, seven, seven three? Like, that's a football game. I mean, yeah, it's a football game. Yeah. I, I mean, it is. It's a football game. I, I, Ryan Fitzpatrick looked bad to me. He looked bad. He you know what you he's going to do? He's going to throw for 300 next yep. week, and we're going to yep. love him. And like, he's going to dress we, like Conor McGregor. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I know. Hawk, we have to know what to expect. We were talking. We've talked about this for months. We were waiting for this, and especially when they released the schedule. You thought Bill Belichick was going to lose Tom Brady and say, yep, there goes my my career huh? I well we'll go six I thought he no was deal. gonna learn I thought he was gonna learn that it was a lot more about Brady and that he that he just couldn't oh yeah I'll go get Cam Newton at the veterans minimum because I'm Bill Bet like like not like this can't work out and then all of a sudden I'm watching you know fast forward I'm watching first take or get up this morning and they're talking about can the Patriots win a Super Bowl this way <laughs> I'm like, what world am I in? It, this it, Groundhog Day? Uh, they they got out coached on that. One. Yep. They were yep. very, bro, very, very, very similar rosters. If you think about it, cornerbacks are great. Linebackers struggled a little bit. That damn Jerome Baker's a beast. I don't care what anybody says. That Jerome yep. Baker's a monster out there. Christian Wilkins had a good game too. I thought he had a good game too. They we they they tried to play the football game back and forth and the play actions and they came out the second half hawk and said you know what we're stronger than you and they ran downhill about 30 times make you nervous about buffalo and josh allen because i mean if cam newton was that mobile and uh and able to rack up that many yards and and just the adjustments hawk like did you everybody recognize run the back inside run the back inside run cam newton outside run the back inside like you were seeing their game plan we just couldn't stop it terrible adjustments and you should have i was yelling at the tv make cam throw it all he was throwing was little four-yard crossing routes he yep. wasn't going deep cam was not letting the ball fly because they were not going at the cornerbacks they were scared of xavier and byron they were going at the safeties and the linebackers inside so let cam do that but don't let them run for 217 yards on you that that's you know me you know i'm a defensive guy and i, I just i like stout that was just porous. That was pooped through a goose. Yeah, it was uh, It was disappointing. So I don't know how else to say it. It was, there were a few things that played on me, like just kind of, again, emotion and trends and stuff where I feel like, like, because I had said leading up to game one, this is where the Dolphins turn a corner, right? This is where you see a new something. And then what ended up happening was it felt like New England had their way. It felt like, as you just said, the run defense didn't exist. And then Devontae Parker gets hurt. You know, it was like all these different things where you go, hey, they've turned the corner and this is their year and people are sleeping on the Dolphins and you see number one there on the sideline and you see the future and then all of a sudden all the same stuff starts to happen. And I just, I I was just bummed. I was just bummed. Once Devontae got hurt, there was no more separation from anyone. Nope. Even even Gusecki had a couple good catches. The guy was in his back pocket. The guy and him were wearing the same jersey when Gusecki make those catches and even Preston's catch and he got the call on Gilmore Gilmore was in his chest he just shouldn't have grabbed him once Devontae went out you saw Fitzy kind of panic he didn't have his comfort his comfort blanket and I don't know if Preston's 100%, but my thought was, okay, Devontae's out. Preston's going to step into the number one receiver. The same plays, the same calls. Preston couldn't do what Devontae did. Devontae was a big part of his offense. I don't know if anybody didn't notice that before he was injured. Somebody says, sounds like you took the Dolphins at six and a half. Nope, 
Seven. Had seven. <laughs> Waited it out. I got seven because I'm a smart gambler. <laughs> you had me cheering in the fourth when they had. No, they could oh not God. win, but they could have put that little garbage. Oh, my God. I'm watching the game with Jim, <laughs> and we're like, all right, well, worst we do here is a push because we had already – we were going to lose the Indianapolis bet that we had. It was like, well, at least we'll push here. And it was like, pick off in the end zone. No! <laughs> Yeah, man. And then I chased. And then I chased us on Tampa Bay because I was certain Tom Brady was going to show uh, a little thing or two. And who told us? Someone told us New Orleans always starts slow. Like I, li- I was listening to our experts. By the way, this is what happened to me yesterday, gambling wise. This is what happened to me yesterday. We lost every bet that we made. We had the Dolphins plus seven. We had uh, the Colts minus seven and a half. We had a parlay that had two really good games, and then. Uh, the Eagles, which looked like it was going to be a slam dunk, and then they end up losing outright. Then I was in a suicide pool. That was $100, and I'm out on week one because I had the Indianapolis Colts there as well. Then I lost $200 in Viva Hawk Vegas to Crowder and Dono, and then I also spent $400 on direct, t- direct uh, Sunday Ticket Max because I wanted to be able to watch the Dolphins win the AFC East on every device that I own and uh, it was just just an awful day awful day but I'm gonna get it back tonight Monday Night Football double header here we go oh, we go <laughs> and we got basketball we parlayed oh everything oh my out. god everything must go <laughs> US Open hell. we're having a sale everything must go uh let's get headlines first though with our own Alejandro Solana Yeah, that was my bank account. So we'll start with the Dolphins. They did lose week one to the New England Patriots. They start 0-1. Fitzpatrick was 20 of 30, 191 yards, three interceptions, guys. Now, one of them, I will say, Preston Williams slipped a little bit, and and I think the ball was thrown well. The second one was a terrible throw. It was garbage. And he just hit the dude in his face? That's the one you're talking about? (laughs) And the the third one really could have been P.I. That could have been defensive pass interference. You know what? They didn't call it because the guy that picked it off wasn't even covering Gusecki right then. It was the guy (laughs) came off of the receiver like, Fitzy, I'm telling you, bro, I really felt when Devontae went out, I saw a change in Fitzpatrick's whole Because that's his guy, too. Like, we yes. saw it last season. That, I mean, he made he made him millions. Like, that's he, his guy. He got him paid and got Fitzy a lot of, you know, uh, continued respect because yep. he's respected around the league. Bro, when Devontae, they're going to have to make a big adjustment. I'm telling you, it has to be Preston because you say I'm a sizist. You can't have Jakeem Grant being your number one receiver. It's too little. Too little. No, I agree. I agree. It has and to be I mean, Preston Williams. You, you see Preston Williams out there, man. He just looks like a star receiver. <laughs> Stefan Gilmore didn't look at him like that. <laughs> no, not so much. <laughs> Come on, fella. Come on, big fella. Come on to this left side. Let's see what happens. That is going to about do it for the best of the ticket. I am Dan Day. If you have any questions, comments, anything for me, really, get on me at social media at Dan Day Radio, especially on Twitter. I'll get you taken care of. As always, you can step into the day spa. And, of course, you can download the podcast for this show or any of the shows that you hear right here on 560 Joe by going to our website, wqam.com by going wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free or the radio.com app it's a monday we got a heat game tomorrow sports seem to be roiling all over the place let's revel in it and let's get back together tomorrow night six o'clock here on the best of the joe show later slug now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.